0: Welcome to the Leadership Podcast with Pastor Sam Carr. Here you'll learn godly principles and real-world techniques for leading effectively. Hello, everyone. I'm Pastor Sam Carr. Welcome to the podcast today. Hey, I've got a good friend uh, with me today, Paul Trokel. He used to be Pastor Paul Trokel. Now he's missionary doctor, <laughs> apostle <laughs> Paul Trochel. So, something. <laughs> something. And uh, But Paul and I have been friends for many, many years. He was on staff here a number of years ago, and, and um, Paul, it's good to have you today. It's good to be here. Paul's home on leave right now from uh, Arusha, Tanzania, where he's the director of New Life Bible School, and uh, man, we were just talking about the exciting things that are happening. They're building a brand new Bible school building yeah, it's going to be awesome. Isn't it, it is
1: going to be wonderful.
0: Yeah, so it's going to be really a neat building to um, uh, to house the students, and they live right there close by, and it's just going to be an awesome, awesome thing. So um, Paul has a very unique history that I wanted to uh, talk to you about today and talk to him about today because in leadership sometimes – we kind of get tunneled into one thing, and that's what we do, and and um, and we we don't realize maybe God might want to use us in a different way or a new plane of of ministry. And Paul, you actually started in ministry where?
1: Well, I started in Spring Hill with uh, Pastor Bill Ford uh, at the Cullen Assembly of God there in Cullen,
0: Brother Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember you coming to me one day. In saying, when are you going to hire me? Yes. <laughs> like you had this great revelation that I was supposed to hire you. It was more desperation. <laughs> and revelation. I said, well, I'm going to pray about it. Yeah. And but, but bottom line, God, you know, you came on staff and uh-huh. actually wore a lot of hats while you were here. Uh-huh. Um, you did the music and did the youth and mowed the grass mowed the grass whatever what, toilets. yeah whatever it took that's what what you did which is all we that's that's where we were at that time sure and um one of the things i want to talk about and we may have to do a couple of bo- podcasts to get all this in but but one of the things that i want to uh, talk about is um i remember i remember praying and the lord speaking to me and telling me it was time for you to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, now I probably didn't do a really good job of communicating that to you. It probably sounded more like I was firing you, but I knew in my spirit that God had something else for you. Yes. And um, and so um, how how did you feel about that?
1: Well, you know, I had I had uh, observed people in ministry that stayed longer than they should, or didn't know when it was time to leave. Right. So from the First day that I came to work, uh, I saw that, and I thought, you know, I began to pray, Lord, just please tell me first, yeah, you know. Yeah. And the Lord had, yeah, he in fact he had just told me, yeah, I was coming out of the ma- uh, the main building, you were coming in, yeah, and you said, I said, Pastor, you said, hey, I need to talk to you, and I said, I need to talk yeah. to you too, right? And then we when we met, yeah, you said, okay, what? And I said, no, sir, you go first. And you said, it's time for you to leave. Yeah. And no, it, it didn't feel like you were, uh,
0: it was just total by the Spirit. Right, it was, wasn't it? You know, the main thing that I, I, I about that, Paul, is I see leaders today, they try to hold on to people for their own personal needs, even when they really know in their heart it's time for them to leave. But they say, well, I've got to find somebody to replace them before they leave and my experience has been that doesn't work that way. If yeah. you don't let somebody go, you're not going to ever see that that person that God has for you right. And so um, but but that really kind of led to an adventure for you and a learning a learning experience uh, that moved you into into pastoring
1: exactly. it was a tra- I went to a transition time right. with another pastor. And I learned some things there that were that were very valuable, but really it was just a transition yeah. time. And even uh, Paula Kilpatrick prophesied to me, and it was one of the few prophecies I didn't like. She said, "God is going to skip you like a rock to the next place you right." You're supposed you weren't to be. you
0: weren't there for ten months. Ten months, yeah, it wasn't a very long. And I knew in my spirit that it was a it was a stopping yeah. place. And I think I told you that you wouldn't weren't going to be there long right. term. Right. Um, but but God opened the door out of that for you to do really what the next phase of your ministry was, and that was to pastor. Yes. So how did, how hard was it for you to make that transition from being the person being led to being the leader? Well,
1: there is a, uh, a pressure that comes on the leader that no one else can understand unless they're put in that place. Yeah. And people don't realize that. They don't recognize that. There is a a, a pressure. And honestly, I didn't handle it very well. Uh, my first two years, in fact, I think uh, was an incredible struggle. Right. And so I didn't handle it very well. Uh, I ate and drank every problem in the church. Yeah. I blamed myself for right. everything that wasn't right. Mm-hmm. I started having severe chest pains. Hmm. Uh, that's when I took up deer hunting and yeah. got delivered. <laughs> so I don't I don't know that I handled it. Uh, the pressure of it yeah. right. There right. is a a huge difference in being uh, not the
0: lead guy right. and the lead guy. Paul, let me ask you this about that because I know this happened to me. Uh, Of course, my situation was a little bit different. I was at Lakewood Church, and John Osteen was my pastor. But the moment that I stepped over into that pastorate, it was like that—a pastoral anointing came on me. And I I thought, and I had people tell me, "You act just like John Osteen." (laughs) And I'm not saying you act like me, but but were there things that were transferred to you? from being under a pastor that, that made a difference when you did pastor?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I always say that uh, I had so much slack to be yanked, and you were the one to yank it. <laughs> and uh, really, absolutely, uh, you always had such character. Yeah. And I always could trust your character. Right. And that rubbed off on me. Yeah. You gotta be a you gotta be a man of character, yeah. you gotta be a person of of honesty and right. truthfulness and right. you know, there's some basic things about ministry. No matter how charismatic you are or gifted you are, mm-hmm. you'll never get around.
0: I, I also remember too, Paul, we had lots of conversations during that time. Yes. Um, you weren't afraid to call me and ask me. About situations all the time, <laughs> and 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 I think one of the things that I see leaders don't do is they that if if and a lot of times it's because they don't leave right, right. But you left right, yeah. And so there that relationship was intact, uh-huh. and so um, I was able to to help help you walk through some things because I'd already walked through them, right. And and help you um, with that, but you were willing. To come, and it wasn't like, and, and this is another problem I see, uh, a lot of ministers think, well, now I'm a pastor. I don't need to go talk to, you know, somebody else I was under. I I, I got this now. Right. And they, they get in serious trouble. Yeah.
1: Well, I, you know, I think that you can either, it's, I see it in two categories. You're either ego-driven in your leadership or you're spirit-led. right. And that's an ego driven leader. Yeah. It's
0: not going to listen to other yeah. people. Yeah. And it's sad to say there's a lot of that Yeah, out there. There's a lot of it. Yeah. But the problem is if you're ego driven, you're not going to listen to somebody trying to tell you you're ego driven. Right. That is. <laughs> it's a paradox. Yeah. It? It's like a person that's narcissistic. You know, you can't tell them they are. <laughs> they're the last person yeah, to know. Yeah. They, they don't, they're not going to know. You know, it's that's crazy. True. But, um, so, so over the years, and you were, you pastored there. How many years? Fourteen and a fourteen and a half years. And, a half years. Uh-huh. and obviously, you grew. The church grew. It was a great church. I I loved going there to preach. And man, the spirit of God was. You could just step in there and and just obey God. It was wonderful. Yeah, it was a great great it time. Really and and um, great people. Here's the other here's the other part of this that I want to talk about for a minute before we go any further is. You actually took that church from a retiring minister Mm -hmm. who actually stayed in the church. Right. Now, that in itself is a miracle.
1: Well, you know, I had a couple of younger friends. Uh, In fact, one of them actually came right out and said it. You need to run that old goat off. Mm. And uh, uh, I, I went to the Lord and prayed. Maybe five minutes about that. Yeah. And the Lord spoke to me just as clear and yeah. said, if you will not honor him in this place, right. I will not honor you.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So that was the end of that. It yeah. took all maybe less than five minutes. And
0: and he was there for how many years? I oh, mean, 10 years maybe? I don't maybe? even remember uh, about 10 uh, years. Yeah, yeah. And, and the amazing thing about it was, of course, he's I, 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 I've I known him for many years, and he— he was not the he. He let you have it.
1: He he absolutely did. He
0: just flat let
1: you have the church. But I still listened to him. Yeah, and I even I even talked to him, yeah. and he taught me some things. Oh yeah, he absolutely. Really, he really taught me some things, and I, I think if if we get out of what I said before, if we can get out of being ego driven, right, then this uh, gap between generations, yeah. the older man, the younger man, right. Those things disappear and yeah. they end up complementing each yeah. other.
0: The sad thing about it is, Paul, right now there is a a really wide gap among young ministers and older ministers. There is. And it very much concerns me. I've actually done some podcasts to talk about it because that's gotta change.
1: Well, it has to. There's no there's no Elisha's without Elijah's. Yeah. And there's no Timothy's without Paul. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so there's there's it's in the word of God. And we're he's you know, he said, I'll be known as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. God knows that if you can capture three generations, you can make a difference in the
0: world. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think the key to it is of course, I've, I, you know, am you know, I'm, at, I'm at that point now where all the guys that I honored are, they've gone home to be with the <laughs> Lord, you know. But, but I've always felt like that that was a responsibility, even when I was a young minister, to honor those that 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 uh, imparted to me, and um, and I did that till till they till they went home to be with the Lord, and I think it's important that we try our best to transform that next generation into doing that sure um but the bottom line was um, you you had a working relationship with with pastor Kirksey and, and it was no uh there was no difficulty with that at at all
1: you know on my first sunday uh you could feel there was a very awkward uh there was an awkward thing going on on that first sunday so i asked pastor Kirksey to stand up and i said Who is this man? Because everybody, see, they've called him pastor now Mm -hmm. for, now we got to start calling him brother, brother, brother. Right, right. You know, and you could literally feel it. And I said, this is Pastor Kirksey. Yeah. And that's what we're going to continue calling him. Yeah, absolutely. I said, now me, you call me brother Paul, Paul. I said, just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> it doesn't I, what I thought was I will earn that title in yeah, time. Right. You don't have to call me that. Yeah, He's yeah. earned it. I yes. haven't. Uh-huh. So let's just yeah. get this out of the way. That's good. He's pastor Carsey yeah. and he'll be that forever. Yeah.
0: Praise God. Listen, our time is gone. We're going to we're going to hook back up on our next podcast and talk to Paul because uh, he pastored the church for 14 and a half years and then made another radical major change in his ministry and uh, uh, one that I really commend him for because a lot of people wouldn't be willing to do it, but it was the Lord and it might help you understand if God's leading you or changing your direction of ministry. So hook up with us on our next podcast. We're so glad you were with us. Thank you, Paul, for being with me today. Thank you, Pastor, and, uh, and we'll get back at it on our next podcast. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast. The Leadership Podcast is part of Word of Life Ministries in Shreveport, Louisiana. You can connect with Pastor Carr or Word of Life Ministries on our Facebook, Twitter, or at our website, wordoflifecenter.org.